0: The saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost filled for me. Amen. That's what he said. That's what he said, amen. So make sure um, that you go ahead. If you have not registered to vote, you should already be registered by now. If not, make sure you reach out um, to the courthouse so that you can be able to get that done so that you can be able to vote. Exercise your voice, exercise your right, amen, to vote on April the 6th, amen. If you have your Bibles, go with me um, to Mark chapter 8, Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8, just one verse, verse 34. Mark chapter 8, verse 34 is where we're going to be at this morning and as we begin a new series entitled, Uncomfortable, Finding Comfort in Community. Uncomfortable, Finding Comfort in Community. All right, Mark chapter 8. Mark 8, just one verse, verse 34, and it reads as this. Then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, if any of you wants to be my followers, if any of you wants to be my disciples, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. Then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, if any of you want to be my followers, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. God, we thank you for your word right now. I pray, oh God, as we come in contact with your word, that we will live differently, that we will live differently, that we will talk differently, that we will think differently. Father God, I pray that we will allow your word to do a work in our hearts to penetrate our hearts, to penetrate our minds, to do in us what nothing else has the power to be able to do. We still believe in the power of your word, Father God. So we've already made up in our minds that we're going to obey and do whatever it is your word is calling us to do. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray and all of God's people said, amen, amen, and amen. Uncomfortable finding comfort in God. Community, I am excited um, that this week, starting tomorrow, this whole week, um, we are launching our small groups. I'm really excited about this, you all. It is a part of our vision. For 2021, this would be the year um, that we shift. And the acronym, the H, um, is for Heart for Small Groups, that we, as a church, that we will take on small groups, that it will become a part of the DNA of our church. It will become a part of who we are, that we have, we have, in some sense, we have flirted uh, with small groups in the past, and we have done them in the past, and did it every now and then, every so often, but we made the commitment um, in 2019, in 2020, um, early probably part of Later part of 2019 or 2020, that we made the commitment um, that we want to be able to take on this model of small groups, and did, we did not know how the world was going to take their turn with the pandemic and really allowed us to be able to see how important it is for us as believers to be able to stay connected. How important it is that when we cannot get to the big house that we can make it to somebody's house. We can make it to somebody's Zoom, somebody's conference call to be able to connect and still do life together. Man, how vital, how important this is. And so along with that, I want I want to begin today in teaching and preaching about finding comfort in and finding comfort in community and helping us to be able to change our mindsets and to be able to get rid of some of the myths that we may that we may have heard about small groups and even challenging some that may have tried it before and didn't work out the way that you thought it was going to work, but to be able to receive grace again, to be able. To try it again and to be get, and to be able to give it another shot. So, if we're going to talk about small groups, if we're going to talk about finding comfort in community, man, I, I I I can't go there just yet until we deal about how comfortable it is to make that adjustment in our life that we start doing life with other people beyond the Sunday morning experience, beyond the Sunday morning virtual experience, beyond the Sunday morning experience when we're back in the building and we have our pew crew that we sit with, that we know, we know our section, we know those around us, and they know just enough to know that we love Jesus, but nothing more than just that. But dealing with the uncomfortable part of us being willing to make some adjustments in our lives, some adjustments and our preferences to begin to do life with yes. other people. All right. Now, the truth of the matter is for us to be able to find to find comfort in the community, once again, we have to deal with how uncomfortable it is to be able to get to that stage, to be able to get to the level of finding. Community. I love, I love what our director of education, Sister Candace Watson, has done. She's been doing an amazing job yeah, with small group yeah. training, small group development. That girl has been on it, and I have so yeah. thank God for her and the asset that she is to our church. Here's the vision when it comes to our small groups. Here it is. Hold well, small group vision. To be well-connected, doing life Together, growing together, praying together, building relationships together, praying together, growing together, building relationships together. That is the whole goal of small groups for us here at the well. Is that we want to be able to grow in those three areas? Why we want to be able to grow in those three areas and doing what in doing them together in growing spiritually, in growing in the Word of God, in growing in the spiritual disciplines. According to the word of God, together in praying together, in right. building relationships together, because here it is, saints of God, it was never designed or meant for you and I to do life by ourselves okay. oh well pastor I don't know what you're talking about get me Bible on that right back there in Genesis when God when God told Adam it's not good for man to be alone well pastor he was talking about him having a spouse him having a companion but when you look at the whole context of it it is relationship that it was not good for man to be by himself to be alone and not just for you to have a boo not just for you to have a babe, but it's not good for us to be alone in general it is God's right. design for you and Bye to do life together, to build relationships together, to grow together, to pray together. God desires for us to be well connected, to be well connected, to do life together. So in other words, here's what we're designing to do here at The Well, which is a total shift that we are making. We're realizing we're gonna have to take something off the table to put something else on the table. We're gonna have to take something off the stove to put something else on the stove. So, so by midweek Bible study is on recess right now until the summer so that we can be able to devote this time and take that day to have it open for small groups to be able to happen. So in other words, here's what we're doing. okay, We're building community, mm-hmm. which is a diverse group of people discovering some sort of commonality, some form of common ground, something that they have in common together. Here is the whole plan and desire that we are doing, saints of God. We are desiring for you and I to be able to build community. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but I need to say this right here. That you and I, Mm -hmm. we miss out on meeting some amazing people when we just leave it to just a Sunday morning experience. We miss out and getting to know, getting to know so much about people when we have everything predicated on the Sunday morning worship experience. What do we do now that we're virtually? How do, we still, how do we still get to connect? How do we still grow? How do we still get to know someone when we're not back in the building just yet? Small groups is the answer right there, saints of God. When we are able to still get connected and to begin to open ourselves up to a certain level and to begin to allow ourselves to be transparent, to allow ourselves to open up and to share bits and pieces of who we are mm-hmm. with someone else. Do you realize how amazing it becomes when you begin to pull back the, when you begin to pull back the layers of someone that you may have sat across from in the sanctuary and you begin to realize that you all have more in common than just your shouting your dance. Mm -hmm. Do you realize how amazing it will become that you will begin to see a person and really begin to see them and realize how uniquely God has designed them, how uniquely God has fashioned and formed them, and to begin to see how much more you have in common other than the fact that you go to the same church. Right. We want to build community. We want to be able to build real life. We want to be able to do life together. I'm telling you this, saints of God, because there's going to come a time in your life. There's going to come a time in your life. There's going to come a time in your life where you are going to need somebody. But well, wait a minute, Pastor Vicky Wine said, long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said that. But in this life, the way that God operates and the way that God works, yes, we need him. Yes, we need to have him. Yes, Others may betray us, and God will always be there. But here it is. God also works through people. people. That's right. That's right. He uses their hands. He uses their feet. He uses their mouths. He uses their ears. He uses their minds Mm -hmm. to help us be better people, better disciples, better followers, Mm -hmm. better husbands, better fathers, better wives, better mothers, better people in general. He uses them to make an impact in our life. So community is not something that you and I should forfeit. Community is something that you and I should embrace. Community should be something that you and I desire and that we long for, knowing that God is a God of community, knowing that God is a God that desires for us to be connected, that we're not trying to do life all by ourselves, all right. but we realize that we were meant to do life with other people and to find a place where, uh, find a diverse group of people where we can be able to discover that we have some things in common All right. now in order for us to be able to get there saints of God I like this story here because in here in Mark chapter 8 Jesus is predicting his, his death and he's telling about what's going to happen to him and, and he shares a verse he shares some words that in some sense probably leaves people's puzzle because they're trying to figure out what in the world is this man talking about? Jesus says, then calling the crowd to join his disciples. He said, if any of you wants to be my followers, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. Jesus is calling for the people to sacrifice. Jesus is calling for the people to turn away from their preferences, Jesus is calling for the people to die to certain things in their life. Mm Now, we know in this context right here that when Jesus tells them to take up their cross, they're probably dumbfounded, mouths um, probably dropped because they realized in that time, in that day, that when you were told to pick up your cross, they knew that the cross, it meant, it meant execution. It meant that something, that someone was going to die. So in other words, I heard one preachers say that Jesus tells them, he said, if any of you wants to be my followers, go ahead and get the electric chair and follow after me. He's telling him that there are some things, there are some things that need to die if you are going to come and follow after me. Here's the thing that I realized, saints to God, that I believe that God wants to help us even in small groups, that God wants to help us even through his word to help us to be able to mature too. You cannot have spiritual maturity without relational maturity. You and I cannot have spiritual maturity without relational maturity. Pastor Swims, what do you mean by that? You and I just cannot get along with God and can't get along with nobody else. Oh, I know. I know some folks. They're real spiritual. They know how to pray in eight different tongues. They know how to dance. They know how to shout. But for some odd reason, out of all uh, out of them being filled with the Spirit of God, overflowing. I mean, they just filled all the way to the rim. But in all the feeling that they have, they cannot grow in a relationship with people. It is not enough. For us to have, for us to be spiritually mature, but yet lack relational maturity. Mm -hmm. It's not enough, saints of God, for us just to be able to get along with God, but we can't get along with nobody else. God wants to help us. God wants to help us that as we grow in our relationship with him. God wants to use what how he's growing us, how he's developing us in our relationship with him. He wants that to trickle down to how we deal with each other. The same way that God is forgiving with us is the same way he wants us to be forgiving with each other. The same way God is loving with us is the same way he wants us to be loving with each other. The same way God is compassion the same way God suffers long with us. It's the same way that God desires for us to be compassionate and to suffer long with each other. Hmm. That if I really want to see how spiritual you are, if I really want to see how saved you are, that your spiritual growth and your development should be seen in the way that you interact with other people. If you're saved and save saved, the way that you interact and deal with other people should be a direct result of that. It's not enough just to have spiritual maturity Without relational maturity. sense of God, come on, come on. Let's come on up a little high. Let's grow. Let's grow to another place to be able to realize that if we are going to be well connected, if we're going to grow together, if we're going to pray together, if we're going to build relationships together, if we're going to do this thing with small groups, let's be real and understand that it's going to be an adjustment of us getting used to being around other people that think differently than us. All right. Oh my goodness, to be around people that you all may have the same convictions, but their, their convictions may vary just a little bit differently from yours. They may think about a certain thing a little bit differently from yours, but yet you still find a common ground, a common place where you and I can be able to relate and build authentic, real, genuine community. Oh, well, Pastor, I just, I just. I, Pastor, I, I I just don't know. I I, I, I don't really did. I don't really fool with people like that. I don't really hang around folks like that. But here it is. Here is God's work Here is God's tool to be able to help you to be able to grow in that place. Well, Pastor, I'm just kind of to myself, I just kind of do my own thing when issues come up. I just handle it my own way and talk to the master about it. And we have it all worked out. Here it is. Here is God's open door for you to be able to grow beyond just handling things just with yourself, beyond just handling things. We're just talking to God on your own. That sometimes your answer could be through a person that God wants to hook you up with, that God wants to bring into your life to help you go a little bit farther down the road. All right. So we just can't limit ourselves to having spiritual maturity and lack relational maturity. No, I want both. I I want both. I want to be able to have a real authentic relationship with God and grow and develop in my walk with God. But I also want to be able to mature in my relationships with God. I want, I want my relationship with God to be a direct result of how I deal with people, that how I am with God and what God puts on my heart and how God is working on me and what God is doing in my life, that you can see that in how I deal and how I interact with other people. So pastor, bring that to the text. Jesus is asking the people to do something that's uncomfortable. Jesus is asking the people to do something that they may not really want to do, but he's really not giving them an option. He's telling them what they need to do. If you are going to follow after me, if you're going to be my disciple, if you're going to learn of me, if you're going to say that you are a son and daughter of Jesus Christ, you, ma'am, you, sir, are going to have to take up your cross will, meaning that there are some things that you are going to have to die to. There's some things that are going to have to be sacrificed in order to make your statement to be true. Here it is. The cross, once again, represents death and sacrifice. So what is it in, Pastor? That Jesus is calling for you and I to sacrifice, to execute. As we grow and shift and to build the community. Here it is. Personal preferences and a consumer mindset will stunt your spiritual and relational growth. Personal preferences and a consumer mindset will stunt your spiritual and relational growth. If we are going to shift to small groups, if we are going to move in developing authentic, genuine relationships, here it is, saints of God, we're going to have to execute, we're going to have to sacrifice our personal preferences oh my goodness because here it is we have the mindset now I want what I want when I want it how I want it and nobody's going to talk me out of that and if you don't have what I want when I want it how I want it I'm not going to be able to I, I'm not going to participate I'm not going to be involved in it but here it is sense of God could this be another open door, open door could this be another opportunity for God to be able to grow you beyond your preferences not so much about what you want but giving you what you need and you didn't even know you needed it. All right to move us beyond our preferences and our choices because in many of us, many of us, we have this eye, we have this mindset and we have this picture and we have this dream of the dream church and what it looks like and how it should function and how it should flow. And when things don't add up that way, then we will pack up our bags or we will take our fingers and we will move on to another virtual sanctuary to be able to get what we need. But here it is, saints of God, it is not always about your preference but it is sometimes about what you really need. And God is so loving enough, God is so loving enough that what he does is he places shepherds over each flock that can be able to hear what he's saying to be able to lead the people in the way that they should go. My two girls, Carrie and Kenny, they have a lot of preferences of what they want. Yes, they do. If I left it up to them, they would have snacks and fruit snacks and sunflower seeds all day long. If it was up to them, they will have McDonald's every day. Kenny has the spirit of McDonald's upon her that she will wake up sometimes in the middle of the day, in the middle of the night, and just sit up in her bed and scream, I want McDonald's. I what you mean. Preference. Mm-hmm. Come on. I, what you mean, but... I can't give them McDonald's every day because it's not good for them. Right. Some days they can be able to have it as a special treat. But some days, they need to sit at the table and eat some broccoli and eat some baked chicken Mm -hmm. and have some water. Mm -hmm. They have preferences, but me being their father, sister Swin, being their mother, realize we can't meet every preference. We have to give them, they have to have a well-balanced meal to give them what they need to be able to grow, because all that sugar, all that's going to do is add to a dinner (laughs) bill. You hear what I'm saying? So what God does, he realizes if I leave it to the sheep, they will have their preferences to hang with who they want to hang with. Do what they want to do, when they want to do it, how they want to do it, if they even do it. He says, but I will give them shepherds to be able to lead them, to be able to guide them, to be able to show them the right passion to be able to take, to be able to lead them in the right, right direction that they need to go. But here it is, here it is, here it is, saints of God. Even in that, we can become stubborn that we don't want to move because we're so stuck on our preference and what we want, and we will miss what God's trying to give us what we need. All right. All right. We're gonna make this shift to small groups. We're going to have to sacrifice our personal preferences. Here it is. God is not the God of our personal preferences. Right. That's right. God is not the God of our agenda. God is not going down our list to make sure that we have everything. That, he's not going down going down the list to make sure that every preference, every every request that we have, because some of the things that we prefer, some of the things that we want, is just all about our flesh and has nothing to do about God, and that's growing to be more like Him. Right, you're right. Personal preference has to be sacrificed. And along with a consumer mentality, a, a consumer mindset, what is all about what can you do for me? Just like we go, shopping for, a, go shopping for a car. That's how we shop for church now. You don't believe me? It's happening right now in the virtual sanctuary. Somebody, just from what I said right there, have just gone on and went to a different church in Nevada right now. Just said quick. Because we're looking to see Do you have what I want? Now, let's be real. Let's be honest. There has to be well-balanced in that because in essence, there's nothing wrong in looking for a church and desiring a church that has something for your children that has something for your marriage that has something that can be able to help you grow. but sometimes even in the midst of that, everything that we may have on our list, it may we may not that church may not hit off everything. but the main thing has to be is Jesus at the center of it all. Woo. All right to so have a plan and a focus to be able to make Jesus famous. Because if you're looking for a perfect church, the moment the moment, if you're looking for a per- perfect church the moment that you pulled up on the driveway the moment you click go live you have just messed up the church. Alright. Right. Because it's a place with imperfect people. Right. Imperfect leadership. Imperfect people that are striving to live more like him every day. Mindset, our consumer mindset has to change. Must be balanced out, so to say. That it's not just about our preferences and our needs. Mm-hmm. But Lord, is this where you're leading me? Lord, is this where you want me to lay my anchor down and grow right. and be developed? Mm-hmm. God, is this where you want me to plant? All right. And take roots? So I can be developed and I can grow. When we, when we, when we're led by personal preferences and the consumer mindset, it will stunt our spiritual growth and it will stunt our relational growth. When we're led by what we want, when we want it, how we want it, we're leaving God out of the equation of saying, God, what do you want for me? Where do you want me to be? How can I grow in this place? Where are we leaving the where are we leaving room for God to be a part of our decision-making rather than it all being about what we want, when we want it, how we want it? right? Mm-hmm. Our preferences, our consumer mindset has to sacrifice if we're going to make this shift, if we're going to make this turn to small groups. It's going to be uncomfortable because we're so used to checking off our list and make sure everything's on as right. And there's nothing wrong with that to a certain extent. But in asking ourselves the question, God, is this where you want me to be? Is this what you want me to do? And then when He says yes, that we're willing to pull our flesh under subjection. And to be willing to follow his commands when he says and how he says to do it. Our minds will be blown once we realize how much in common we have with other people. Our minds will be blown once we sit back and see how we've missed so many moments in growing from a particular individual because we judged from the outside and never got the chance to get to know him. Our minds will be blown when we realize that I have people that genuinely care and love me and they got my back. They're praying for me. They're praying with me. They're challenging. They're holding me, here's the curse word, accountable. They're wanting the best for me in my life. If we're going to find comfort in a community, it's not going to happen without us sacrificing our personal preferences and executing our consumer mindset. But then, Pastor, what do you want me to do Then I'm so glad you asked that question. Here's what I want you to do. If you have not done so already, I want you to sign up for a small group. It's not too late. I want you to sign up for a small group. All week, it's been up there on Facebook. It's going to be in an email tomorrow. It's been an email last week of all the groups that we have to offer. And I want you, even in looking for a small group, just don't go with the first thing that you see. I want you to intentionally pray about, God, which group do I need to be a part of? Which group, God, in this season do you want to use to be able to grow me and to stretch me? not just in growing spiritually, but also growing relationally. God doesn't always grow us in comfort. God grows us in discomfort. Yes, and this man, this sir, could be the opportunity for God to be able to grow you spiritually and also relationally. All the things you'll learn, all the people you will meet, all the relationships you will develop. But you got to be willing to sacrifice your personal preferences and your consumer mindset so that we won't miss what God wants to do with us spiritually and relationally i'm done the tablet has been closed My heart's desire is that you will hear this request and that you will adhere to it and that you will go to the email that's there on the screen. Send an email. Inquire about the different groups and get connected. Get connected. I believe I heard a pastor say this last week and I believe it to be so true that what we're about to see God do in the church won't just happen in large gatherings, but it's going to happen in small groups. It's going to happen in in intimate settings, whether it's on Zoom or someone there, or people are social distancing at somebody's house. Well, they're going to be connected with a people that they don't have to, Limit prayer to just waiting on the pastor to pray, but they have a group of people they can go to that can pray for them and pray, pray with them. And not just that, but then over time, some skills and development can happen within them that they once were the ones that were going to ask you for prayer, but now they're the ones praying for people themselves. Because small group was a place for them to be developed. A small group was a place for them to be transformed. was not God's design for us just to be by ourselves, but it was God's design for us to be together in community. If you're watching today, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, let me invite you into the community of faith.